Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Brian Peckford, former Premier of Newfoundland and Labrador. With us, we talk to the Premier a lot. Peckford42.wordpress.com. So, Brian, when we before we get to specific issues here, let me ask you to just give your thoughts on, on, on this poll. 52% of Canadians say Canada society is broken. By the way, our numbers are significantly uh, more uh, relaxed or not, yeah, let's use the word relaxed, than other uh, First Nations, uh, First World Nations that, that are, uh, uh, that have been polled. 52% of Canadians say our society is broken. 28% are neutral. I don't know what that means. 19% disagree. Traditional parties and polit- politicians don't care about people like me. 61% say that. 24% neither agree nor disagree. 12% disagree. And Canada's economy is rigged to advantage of the rich and the powerful. 67% agree with that. 21% are neutral. 10% disagree. What do you make of that? I... I... I tend to agree with uh, the, uh, to the, with the trends. I mean, you don't, the exact numbers can, can vary, obviously, but I don't think there's any question. And the people that I talk to communicate with either personally on a personal note or that I communicate with electronically through email and telephone and so on across the country, uh, that there is a, a, a very real sense among ordinary people, regular Joes, regular Janes, there's a, there is a, a feeling that uh, the people who represent us uh, really are not all that interested in us when it gets down to the brass tacks. And I think it's due in large measure to the elected people having given way to the people they have appointed to various jobs. I think the bureaucracy has taken over. If you go in and web stream any of the municipal councils, at least in British Columbia where I am, uh, and web stream some of their uh, council meetings, you will find that there are more unelected people sitting around the decision-making table than there are elected people. It's really, really quite, quite amazing and quite startling. Uh, Donald Savoy, a very well-known Canadian writer and historian and academic, has just published a book that no doubt you are familiar with, in which he has headlined it, uh, Democracy in Canada, the Disintegration of Our Institutions. Now he's coming on the program. Wow. Well, I mean, um, thank you. I'm so happy he is, because he is one of the most astute, uh, what shall I say, examiners of the Canadian uh, situation over the last two or three decades that we have in this country. He is perhaps the most astute, uh, the most researched, the most level-headed uh, of, of historians and uh, of uh, watchers of the scene. And I have only read part of his book, uh, but uh, I have to say that he is really reaffirming what you said in your original question to me a few minutes ago. Okay. Uh, it, is a, it is a very different time, and I keep looking back, and I referenced this in my editorial piece on my blog, RoyGreenShow.com. It made me think of another October night, October 25th, 1993, when Canadian voters said, enough. 
And uh, we know what happened when the then-progressive conservative majority government was reduced to two seats. Looking at your blog, uh, peckford42.wordpress.com, more delay Trans Mountain Pipeline Federal Court. I spoke at the beginning of the show today with the Energy Minister for the Province of Alberta, Minister Sonia Savage, and we talked about the uh, the lack of relationship that exists between Alberta and the federal government and the doubt that Alberta has, and many of us have, that the feds really care about getting, this, this particular government really cares about getting construction of Trans Mountain done. Would you speak to that, please? Absolutely. I, I mean, I was struck by the, the court uh, ru- ruling, which ruled that six indigenous groups could continue to uh, you know, had a had a had a point about the fact that they had not been properly consulted, even the second time around. When after the first time around, the court ruled, "Look, you got to go back, federal government, and consult with these people. You haven't done it properly." Federal government goes back, consults again, says we've done it properly, and the court rules that they haven't. But in that hearing, in that hearing, where these indigenous groups were making that argument, the federal government remained silent on defending its position of the second time around doing things properly. To me, that speaks volumes about how our country is no longer working for the ordinary person to get projects underway which are vital for the economic lifeblood of this country. Not only the economic lifeblood, and I agree with you, but there's also a question of national unity, which the Prime Minister pushes aside, but I think he's very wrong to be doing that. By the way, uh, we're going to be speaking next hour with uh, Ian Ferguson, who's got a terrific book out, Trudeau on Trudeau, The Deep Thoughts of Canada's 23rd Prime Minister, and he has some of the classic, many, many of the classic Trudeau-pian, uh, I'm sorry, Trudeau, <laughs> did I say that? Uh, 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 yeah, quotes. And, and explanations for them. I love this. Justin Trudeau speaking in Alberta, April 2014. I am very much in favor of the West East Pipeline. Justin Trudeau speaking in Quebec, December 14, December 2014. Energy East's Pipeline Project does not have the necessary social license required. So speaking out of all three sides of his mouth at the same time. Yeah, but please don't attribute deep to him, you know, the adjective deep to his thoughts. Well, I think there's, I think there's a little bit of, I think there's a, whatever poll comes along. I think it's a, there's a play on words there with, uh, with, with Ian Ferguson, right? Okay, I hope so. Yeah, well, no, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, Um, I hope so. (laughs) Yeah, you're a careful guy. Uh, In the two minutes we have left, what else strikes you particularly? Because we have the Manitoba election coming up on Tuesday, and shortly after that, you know better than any of us, the writ is going to be dropped and will be underway for the election. Yes. So what's, what, what other issue strikes you particularly now? I think the overriding thing is, comes back to our conversation we just had, is that I don't think Canadians can see any light at the end of the tunnel with what's on offer from any of the parties. And I think that is the most dangerous thing. And it will be interesting to see as the writ is dropped, and the election actually starts, as if it hasn't already started, um, just where all of this falls out. We could be into a very <laughs> mixed bag of results come election day uh, and, and place our country into a, a, a more uncertain future because I don't think Canadians really can see anything on the horizon in any of the parties which shows a, a, a force 
which is looking after Canada, which gives us clarity, mm-hmm. which gives us some vision and leadership for a very, you know, different kind of society right. five and ten years out. So I think that's where we are right now. We're into a real mushy kind of situation, and Canadians really don't see anybody with the kind of leadership that's needed. Okay, so one more from uh, Trudeau on Trudeau. Here's Justin Trudeau saying, Conservative ethics abuses have shaken Canadians' faith in Parliament. It's time to hashtag raise the bar on accountability. And then, and then here's the next quote from uh, Justin Trudeau in the Trudeau on Trudeau book. I am committed to leading an open, honest government that is accountable to Canadians, lives up to the highest ethical standards, brings our country together, and applies the utmost care and prudence in the handling of public funds. And uh, Ian Ferguson adds these thoughts. Apparently, he was just kidding. Yes, exactly, because, you know, on SNC at Laval on the loan, and the way he's handled the energy file demonstrates that this man has no intention of carrying out some of those kinds of words and phrases and sentences that he's used in the last five or six years. Premier, thank you so much for the time. Listen to the top of the next hour when Ian Ferguson will be my guest. I can't wait. You'll enjoy it. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.